It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hello. Hello. So, tonight, we're downtown in downtown Bellingham to record this podcast, and we didn't realize there's a naked bike ride tonight in downtown Bellingham. A delightful surprise for all of us, rest assured. I can't think of another city in the entire world that is populated by people I would like to see. I do not want to see anybody in this town naked. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up, fucked up hippies. Yeah. That was was a hell. I didn't actually see it. I just heard it was happening and I like ran indoors. Oh, I saw plenty. I saw a lot. I saw more than I bargained for on my way here today. (laughs) Oh, I need need a sound clip that um, thing from Extras. With Patrick Stewart. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. With Ricky Gervais. He's pitching him a script and Patrick Stewart's talking about a script that he wrote one time. And it basically was about making women's clothes fall off. I'm writing the screenplay and um, I find the whole process absolutely exhilarating. What's yours about, if you don't want me asking? Well, uh, how best to explain it? You've seen me in X-Men. Yeah. Uh, the character I am, Professor Charles Xavier. Mm. If you remember, he can control things with the power of his mind and yeah. make people do things and see things so i thought what if you can do that for real i mean not in a comic book world but in the real world all right so in my film i play a man who controls the world with his mind right that's interesting yeah for instance um, i'm walking along and um, i see this beautiful girl and i think i'd like to see her naked and so all her clothes fall off all her clothes fall off mm, yes and she's scrabbling around to get them back on again, but even before she can get her knickers on, I've seen everything. You know, I've seen it all. Okay. I've seen everything. I saw that sound <laughs> clip where he's talking about I've seen everything. I have seen everything. I have never seen so much, like, flaccid and floppy and pale human flesh in my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was still, it was still fun, though. It's always, it's never the attractive people who do the naked public events, generally, right? I mean, I would say that it's just a representative proportion of people because there were like some attractive people mixed in. But when you think about, about, about like humans on the whole, how much of them are actually attractive? It's just vastly outweighed by the number of average to unattractive people, right? Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. Isn't that shit illegal? And where the fuck were the police? <laughs> I was looking for cops I to direct the traffic. The police were watching. <laughs> I was trying to cross State Street for about 20 minutes while this wall of people were like riding by. I'm just surprised just... there aren't more outraged parents that are immediately getting this thing shut down for like litigation reasons. Um, I think the era over outrage over things that are kind of progressive slash liberal-ish is over. 
here. At least for Bellingham, <laughs> for Bellingham. Washington. Right. So, yeah, yeah you're not going to get any traction here. This town is populated <laughs> by 100% pure dirtbags. <laughs> you're like, that's why I live just outside this town. <laughs> it's actually a very nice town. But yes, there's a major hipster problem here and hippie it's problem. It's a nice town, but the people here are fucking horrible. <laughs> no, they're fine. They're nice. They're monsters. The problem with like judging Bellingham based only on the people that you see wandering the streets are like you're judging Bellingham based only on the people that are wandering the streets, not the people that are like minding their own fucking business yeah. in their houses. Well, you're only are... seeing like the homeless people with the dogs that have the bandanas tied around their right. necks that say just like food for my dog. Kind so of we have like literally like thousands of homeless transplants from like fucking Portland and shit. Yeah, a lot of transients <laughs> here from like Vancouver, Seattle area. Jared is very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, I was driving around finding, trying to find a goddamn parking spot for so long. So, so Jared's mostly mad because they ruined his parking. Yeah. Okay. So, naked bike ride aside, uh, I guess we should talk about gaming. We could turn this into a bike podcast. Discuss yeah. in depth our, our bicycles. And various modifications oh, to them. Speaking of Bellingham, <laughs> nobody here, well, I shouldn't say nobody, most people don't wear fucking helmets. Oh, no, they bike. don't. And then they switch between being a pedestrian bicyclist and a, a street bicyclist, like like following yeah. traffic rules. Yeah. It's like they, they, are, they act like a car when it's convenient for them to do so, and they act like a pedestrian when it's convenient for them to and do so. All, all of which entails zipping in and out of the sidewalk in front of cars. Yeah. <laughs> yep. With no yeah. helmets. Anyway, I, idiots. I always just assumed that like helmet laws were like a statewide thing, but apparently they're not. I thought they were. We need to clean up this well, town. Seriously, 80% of people who ride bikes in Bellingham do not wear helmets. It's a thing in Washington State, but I guess enforcement varies. So, I don't know. We're kind of in the pre-E3 lull in terms of news. Or at least lull of news that I care about. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> a video game purgatory while yeah. we discuss rumors. So there's more rumors about the PlayStation Neo, Xbox One Scorpio, but I'm kind of done caring about that until we get some official announcements. Yeah. So we talked about that a lot last week anyway. Um, oh, mods launched for Fallout 4 and Xbox One, and apparently they've been super popular. Yeah. Um, Bethesda says uh, they tweeted out that Xbox traffic was 50 times the initial Fallout 4 PC mod launch for mods. What... What makes me question that statistic, though, is that are they comparing it to, like, all mods downloaded on all sites or just the mods downloaded on their shitty, like, Bethesda site? Because that, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. no PC gamers are actually using that site or, like, very few of them are. Very tiny fraction. So Still, it's very interesting, I mean, just to have mods on a console. Um, yeah. I, I still have Fallout 4 sitting shrink-wrapped. On top of my Xbox One, it's the next in line to play, though, for me. So I'm actually looking forward to trying out some mods, too, even though I'm not really a mod person. Um, you got for the console, not the PC? Yeah. Wow. Well, the, the console has mods now. Yeah. And actually, I prefer console games, generally speaking. In terms of if there's a PC version, a console version, I tend to go for the console version. I hate playing Fallout 3 on the console. Yeah, because you don't like dual stick first-person shooter crap. No. And I like to do ranged... For the most part i play pc but i always play games like fallout 4 with a 360 controller for me i just i just like just popping in the console not worrying about shit and just playing so not worrying about shit is pretty great yeah also in news um surgeon simulator which is like a 
game where you do surgery on people and it's kind of quirky and whatnot. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard Jack about this game. Yeah, so there's a new <laughs> terrible game anniversary edition that's come out and it comes along with a Donald Trump stage where you operate on Donald Trump. So like Donald Trump's sitting there unconscious on the table, his like chest cavities open and you're like pulling out like Donald Trump vodka and shit out of him and you know. Okay, I was going to say the big question is like what do you have to fix? <laughs> For Donald Trump, th- is it his like dead liver or something, or do you find like a shriveled heart or some other yeah, stupid I think gag it's the joke heart like you that? You have to replace because it said that you can replace his heart with a solid gold heart or a heart of stone, and they've been tracking <laughs> what players have been doing. Um, now I don't want to get into politics on this podcast. I don't really care for Donald Trump at all, but uh, you know, people always say if they had done this to Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton, it would be front page news and a huge controversy you know donald trump is just currently the 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 enemy or the yeah the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of character like a lot of republicans democrats doesn't matter who you are can unite on like i'm not particularly fond of donald trump so yeah it's easy to beat him up but they would have done the same shit for george bush though that's true that's true i just uh and i don't have a problem with it at all i think it's funny i just if they had done a barack obama version of him getting <laughs> unconscious on a table uh, where you operate on his open chest and you can put your finger in his nose and stuff. I think people might take offense. Yes, they certainly and would. Some people might be called if racist. Literally like anybody <laughs> except Donald Trump was put on the table. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think everyone should be on the table. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. There's like a full presidential campaign where you can <laughs> eventually dissect candidates. Eventually and... everyone's going to end up on Jared's table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And his dark passenger taking control. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually read the Dexter books? No. Just like a pure like side comment, like they're fucking weird. I read like Wikipedia summaries of them. It sounds like the first book was good and they all got fucking weird after that. Basically, his dark passenger is an alien. Okay. Okay. It's like a cosmic entity. <laughs> I see. Well, that sounds actually somehow more shitty than how the show ended up going right um i really liked that show for the first couple seasons and it went way downhill yeah um let's see oh this is an interesting story uh so a seven-year-old boy at a GameStop in washington dc fought briefly fought back against some armed robbers so there's video of this um basically these two uh guys in hoods and like with something over their faces storm into the GameStop. This it's like late at night. This kid's there with his parents. He's buying a birthday present for a friend or something. Seven yep. years old. They run in and basically they try and wrangle him and he freaking fights back. starts punching the guys and they, they were taking armed robbery. These guys have guns. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it made gaming news sites and stuff. And really it's, man, here's the thing. This is kind of a when you first see the headline, like, oh man, badass kid, awesome. And you watch the video, it's like, that's scary as shit. You know, yeah. if I was a parent, parent and that was my kid, these people had the gun on, and oh my God, it's insane. Um, but of course, the thing that really stuck out to me about this was in all the gaming sites where these, this article about this was posted, people were commenting. Here's a direct quote from one of the comments, and there's a lot of comments just like this or worse than this. I'm sorry, but that's complete and utter stupidity on the kid's end. I don't know what he was taught, but thinking it's okay to go and punch a grown adult with a gun is just so amazingly dumb. 
and people were like criticizing this kid left right and it was insane it's well, like i'm sure that you were all fucking geniuses <laughs> when you were seven am i right it's kind of like, dumb he's seven years old you think his parents have had the talk with him by the way if somebody ever points a gun at you like I it think is mine, dumb, mine but it is also 100% excusable and like not the least bit surprising to me like yeah. kids don't have the mental faculties <clears throat> to make decent no, decisions and, and about thing this is, shit. My, my, my take on it is after watching the video is uh, I don't think I, I mean it, it was a very sped up video and he was like flailing around a bit but like I don't I'm not sure if he even saw the gun the kid did I, I don't even know oh, he saw the gun because they had it pointed at his head on the ground if they wrangled him to the corner with his parents i mean um, this he he got he fought back way before no, and here's the thing if you actually watch the video what happens is is that the guys run in and the kid kind of stands there still in the middle of the store as, as these two guys run up to the counter and then one of them comes back to grab him to wrangle him over into the corner with his parents and when the guy grabs and starts pulling him that's when the kid starts hitting him yeah he so landed like a couple little solid tiny punches yeah, so in his like the chest kid, like ran up to them and started hitting them he he started fighting back when they grabbed him and started pulling him mm-hmm. anyway that's what the dad said too yeah just sitting right there so, so. anyway the kid did nothing wrong because a freaking seven-year-old kid i just feel terrible for him having to go through that if you watch this video it's like i said headline looks awesome with a seven-year-old kid fighting it back against armed robbers but when you see the video it's scary as fuck it's absolutely ter- terrifying like yeah. you just think about that kid immediately getting like domed or like his parents because like if I was a parent, you might just like instinctively jump up and like try to grab your kid or something. Oh, Get big fucking time. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so that story's going around. I just wanted to comment on that. When I was watching the video, I was just imagining like what the the robbers were thinking. One of them was just like, shit, what do I what do I fucking do? It's a kid. Like I didn't come here to smack a kid. No. Like well, they went to a GameStop where there's probably going to be kids. <laughs> probably not very good. <laughs> and they could have looked through the window to see the kid was in there before they ran in. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about the most upstanding citizens here. No. <laughs> a bunch of pieces of shit. Okay. Now. There's still a large. If any of our <clears throat> listeners have any tips or... <laughs> <laughs> Please call. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Crime watch. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Oh, one small thing. Talked about this last week and the week before. I was hoping that they'd announce the Dragon Quest Builders release date. Then the following week, they did. And now you can pre-order Dragon Quest Builders for PS4 or PS Vita on Amazon. And uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, it's discounted to $47.99. Nice. If you pre-order it. It comes out in October. So. Is that 13 off? Is the actual price tag 60 Actual price tag 60 It's okay. just It's just like the price you get. Like... Uh, have you, uh, are you familiar with Best Buy's like Gamers Club Unlocked? No. So you pay like $30 and you remember this um, Gamers Club Unlocked bullshit for two years and you get any new game 20% off. It's a sweet deal. Yeah. God damn. So I, I bought this like back in November and uh, it's already paid for itself. Um, and that includes like sales. So I think it's like a buy two, get one free sale. Whatever the price is of the new game sale price or whatever you get 20 percent off that price so it's fucking great yeah. to recoup your costs like yeah so um amazon started doing this uh where they pre-order games just pre-order games are usually are discounted 20 percent from for, for prime members anyway uh you can order it on uh, amazon prime and uh again it comes out in october we're gonna be talking a lot about that Come October, I guarantee it. Probably gonna be playing that a lot. Yeah, I'm about to buy a PS4. Thing about that game, I've been thinking about this, and why I'm not really super interested. 
It's not not because of the gameplay per se or anything. It's probably gonna be pretty sweet. Um, I'm just not that excited about modern Dragon Quest anymore. And it's not for the reason you might think, which is localization. <laughs> yeah, it's just that. I mean, I love Akira Toriyama as much as the next guy, but his designs just—I don't know—they just look so goofy. He doesn't have a lot of range in the either. 3D world. Like, well, Dragon Quest Builders looks more like fucking Minecraft. I know, but they still have like the the same sort of styled uh, monsters, the characters, and and the monsters. And it, it's more cartoony. It's not typical Akira Toriyama, which I totally agree with you, by the way. But I mean, it looks a lot like um, there's another Dragon Quest game that actually got very bad reviews. That I was thinking about buying that one that was all um, Dragon Quest Heroes. Yeah, it got decent reviews. It's, I don't know. It was mixed on Steam. Jonathan really liked it. My brother really liked it. Um, and I was just like, look, I watched a lot of gameplay of that because I was thinking about buying it because it was on sale. Uh, at least the, the PC port was. But I heard that uh, the controls were shit for the port. Mm. But yeah, just looking at it, I was like, God damn, I do not like the look of this. I didn't really like the look of Dragon um, Dragon Quest Eight either. No, I, I agree with you on Kira Toriyama, but the graphics here just look like kind of the cartoony take on Dragon Quest, not the... I've never really had issues with the Kira Toriyama when it comes to like the 3D stuff. Uh, I, I have issues with him I love the designs when they were all 2D. The and... same. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get tired of them looking Chrono the same. Chrono Trigger, but... Dragon Quest, DBZ, every fucking... He can draw one type of character. That's so it. You can draw one type of boy, one type of girl, and one type of old like yeah. rough man yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like, I don't understand the appeal. The Chrono Trigger cinematics look uh, identical to Dragon Ball Z. That's, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just my thoughts on the game in general. I'm probably that's why I'm just not super excited. You're going to be wrong. You're going to you're going to love it. You're going to play it at my place. You're going to fucking love it. Wait, is it PS4 exclusive? PS4 and PS Vita. Okay, last in news, Mighty Number no. Nine. This is the game by the, uh, the guy who created Mega Man, right? He left Capcom in a fune or something. Anyway, I think I would include this in my notes on the damn article. Uh, it was on Kickstarter. Um, it basically it's a Mega Man game, like a modern Mega Man game. Yep. Obviously not Mega Man IP. Uh, it was back in like two thousand. 13 or 14 it got funded yeah it's been a couple of years and it was supposed to be released in 2015 and got delayed to february of this year then got delayed again coming out on june 21st so there's some bad blood over the delays which you've actually talked about before in previous episodes um a new trailer for it just came out and i kept on like seeing like headlines about people being mad about this trailer just pissy about this trailer oh this, you know this really terrible trailer but like i was like what what's the What's wrong with the trailer where, you know, you're that upset about it? It's just gameplay footage, I'm assuming. So this trailer is about a minute. Again, it's kind of a Mega Man type game. I'm just going to play the, the trailer audio for you. You can get the gist. You only need to see the image. So I'm going to play the audio. And uh, this is for Mighty Number no. 9. This is the most recent trailer. See if you can spot the line that makes people all pissy about this trailer. You, look at the screen. Let me ask you a question. Do you like awesome things that are awesome? Then you gotta play this game, dude. It's freaking cool and crazy addictive. Like popping bubble wrap addictive. Fucking cliche, fucking horrible writing. That's I mean, what pisses me off. That's yeah. what pisses me off, too. Yeah. I mean, it's a straight-up bad trailer. Yeah. 
See, that's your dash move. There's a short dash, a long dash, jump dash, spiral, slide. There's probably a dash that makes you breakfast. I don't know. Great idea. Wait, what? Point is, you're dashing around like a fr- This is like, we have a friend who does a lot of stuff on YouTube, um, Joe Beretta. Mm-hmm. And this is like something, this is like a poor version of something that Joe, like a character that Joe would play narrating something. Like the intentionally cheesy, ironic character. <laughs> exactly. Like if you didn't know that this is a serious trailer, it would be like a work of satire. Yeah. I mean, it's meant to be, you know, cheesy on purpose, but it actually ends up just being legitimately cheesy. Yep. So. Moon Man and I love it. Oh, and look at this. There's all these combo moves you can do. Then you can do combos on combos to rack up your Are they score. trying to make it like and it's shocking like it. to have like every single aspect of Mega Man gameplay be like this in this like this amazing <laughs> new thing in this trailer? Is that sort of what they're Actually, going for? Actually, there's some cool things and we'll have to talk about after. There's some cool things in this trailer there's a gameplay that I saw that are kind of interesting. Like you can get power-ups and change your powers from like regular enemies during a level. Unlike, you know, instead of just the end boss. That combo on Here combo we go. action. But I saved the best for last. Absorption boosts. You kill an enemy, and you can absorb their power-ups. Stuff that'll make you faster and stronger, and make the bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom night. So what do you think? You ready to play? I'm ready. No one's talking to you, Vernon! Okay, so... Mighty number nine. Yeah. So I know what pissed people off. It's because there's no fucking context for who Vernon is supposed to be. <laughs> that's true. What the fuck? Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. That's what. That's what got everyone so incensed. I'm sure it was that that one line. No. Yeah. My money. Okay. There are like two groups of people that I can see being like potentially pissed off at this trailer. So I'm gonna say that it's either like social justice warriors getting mad about the combo on combo action, or it's the anime fans being pissed about the anime fan on prom night one. What would the combo on combo action thing be? It's just like the way that he said it, like, we know you like your combo on combo action. Hmm. I kind it of just seemed to that, have lewd implications. Think, I didn't catch it at all. I caught that, but it was for so like, I don't I'm know. trying to think in the, from the perspective of irrational listeners right, here, okay. like emotional. It's ones. hard though. Cause thinking irrationally only works if you're, actually irrational it's really hard <laughs> to get the mind of somebody who's stupid um yes yeah, so well, obviously it's the fucking anime stuff <laughs> make the bad guys cry like an anime kid on prom night i think it's kind of funny i mean that was the one line that was also cliche but at least amusing ish yeah. and of course that's what gets people all pissy by the way i think that's probably a very true line uh, Usually, the lines are very true. Anime kids these days are just awful human beings. Yeah, there's a lot of crying going on. But um, you see, I think that was a dumb line to include because you have to imagine the overlap of like this game's fan base and anime fan bases. It's hard to say because, well, actually, you're right because it's basically been proven that the um, gaming community and anime community, you know, know, it's kind of nerd culture are not good at being self-effacing. Like, they cannot handle making fun of themselves, a lot of them. They just cannot... It's because they're emotional wrecks to begin with. Yeah. Where it's like, (laughs) they will be the first to make fun of themselves, but they can't handle when other people do it. Like, they'll go on the internet and, like, call themselves garbage and, like, make jokes about having waifus, but as soon as somebody makes one of those jokes to them, it's not kosher anymore. Deeply insecure. 
So, um, anyway, so this trailer, uh, the chief executive of the company, the developed Mighty Number no. Nine in a Funko, um, blames the publisher, the U.S. publisher Deep Silver, for making the bad trailer and calls it unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> so it was basically, you know, obviously it was the marketing team for the publisher who did this. I imagine the, the marketing team is just like so fucking embarrassed. Like we got. <laughs> No, no, no. Publicly dissed by our developers. Uh, the marketing team should have been embarrassed when they read the copy for that fucking trailer the first time. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> so if they're not embarrassed about that, they're not going to embarrass about much. I see they were going for the cheesy thing, especially with the narrator that they picked, but it's like they passed a very clear threshold for it, that, it was, you know? They were trying too hard and they were too cliche. And yeah. It just came off too much as pandering. It was. Like really bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially uh, because, like, when I imagine the people that are going to be playing this game, I don't think of, like, little tiny kids, but this seems like it's pandering to little tiny kids. No, it's pandering to adults to, as an intentional over-the-top thing, but actually ends up just being, yeah. Do you okay. partially blame the Deadpool thing? Because a lot of the Deadpool humor has been killing me lately, because everyone's just like, oh, look, Deadpool does the over-the-top thing, and it works out great for him. Yeah. Let's shoot off a bunch of, like, shitty unrelated one-liners and call it a day. Yeah, it's... uh I don't know. Family Guy kind of started the whole like non sequitur thing, and uh, like here's it's another one of these things where it's people who don't really have a sense of humor um, tend to take this type of thing and run with it and then ruin it. Like it's just manatees with orbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mighty Number no. Nine actually looked kind of cool. Oh, people also complain that the graphics look bad in the trailer, but I don't know. It was, looks I fine. thought they were eh. Yeah, it was fine. Um, it, uh, it's going to be released on June 21st for like every fucking system. So <laughs> every platform. Sounds like derivative as fuck though between the Mega Man stuff and the whole number nine thing. Like that's well, obviously a nod to Cyborg 009. Um, it was by the guy who created Mega Man though. Is it? Yeah. He, so he like left Capcom and now he's making like. A, oh. So it's not like it's like some guy copying. It's like the guy. <laughs> the guy. The guy. Well, Trying not to break right, some then. IP rules. Yeah. It looked actually good in the trailer to me. It looked kind of cool. I mean, if it's, you know, 15 bucks, 30 bucks, I think it probably Is that why yeah. there's not really a lot of new Mega Man games? Because uh, he left? I don't know how recently he left. Probably has something to do with they it. They might have just milked that cow enough. Oh, they definitely milked that fucking cow. That cow got milked. Right? So they're like, we can't possibly squeeze another dollar out of this franchise. They never so... made an open world like Mega Man, like uh, Mario 64 style. They kind of made... They? they made Legends, which was... Uh, Legends 1 and 2, which was kind of open world. Hmm. It was a 3D open world thing for PlayStation and 64. Man, they did that with everything, looking back. They oh, even yeah. had, like, the 3D Bomberman. That game was actually pretty damn fun. Yeah, it was. Actually, I like the N64 3D Bomberman. That mm -hmm. was, oh, that was awesome. Okay. Let's do our uh, top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die. 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 The top three list of the week. Uh, well, I was looking up news for the podcast today. There was a, a piece on GamingBolt.com where they posted a video on a slideshow about the 15 most tedious things you've done in video games. But it was kind of like just like 
things that might be perceived as tedious, like, oh, grinding for this or gathering that and blah, blah, blah. So I want to do this top three list where it's top three most tedious things that we did that actually felt tedious and were tedious to us at the time yeah, in like games. Personally tedious. Personally tedious, where like you weren't really enjoying yourself, but you were doing it. So, um, so Jared, do you remember your three? Uh, yeah, some of them. All right. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> Uh, first up, I, I really like one of my favorite games is uh, Dynasty Warriors Five Empires. Mm. But the thing is, the AI in that in that game is just fucking horseshit <laughs> because they just they keep like spam attacking you every single turn. Uh, in the same goddamn province, so you have to fight a defense battle on the same fucking map like every single turn. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, just change it up a few times, man. After and every single battle takes like you know between ten and thirty minutes, and you know it can really fucking drag you down. Like if you're trying to do a an empire mode campaign or whatever, it, it just fucking drags. Mm. Uh, so I mean, that's not just for that game though. That also happens in other games too. Like right. you can get stuck in sort of a, having to defend a certain area loop. Right. And other games too, yeah, such strategy as strategy um, games. Yeah, strategy games and like Battlefront Galactic Conquest used to have to do that too. Oh yeah, where the enemy would keep attacking the one the same planet and yeah. yeah. You just like, man, I just played this map like four times in a row. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um I had a really good one, but I I lost it. That's all right. I'll go with my shitty other ones. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh level grinding in Pokemon. Because I had no real yep. solid good reason to do it. Just I just wanted to fight with other people with level 100. So, I mean, you had to go through, fight the Elite Four however many goddamn times. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that to could, the point, like, you know exactly what move they're going to use, like, exactly what Pokemon they're going to send out. <laughs> yeah, there really needed to be some better late game grinding uh, <laughs> in, in the first two games. Uh, next up, Star Wars The Old Republic. No, Knights of the Old Republic, sorry. Uh, the first game, I'm not sure if the second game as well, but you know, the first game, you had to do so much goddamn research to figure out the D&D rule set like, with all the the stat oh, yeah. stat stuff. I mean, there's, there's no... Uh, you had to go online on a fact to figure that some of that shit out, like how to make perfect use of your dexterity and your strength. And if you yeah. want to play on a higher difficulty, um, it's kind of necessary. I'm kind of running into that with Pillars of Eternity. There were like 30 goddamn attributes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess really in any game I like that has that a D&D rule set stat sort of thing that has no like nothing automatic like pure manual and you have to just sort of figure out how those rules work. And that can be kind of daunting a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of get under my skin a little bit, but I still love it. I love, <laughs> I love being able to customize. I just don't like doing all the research and Taking yeah. all that time. Yeah. That's that's it for me. Alex? Um, so the first thing that came to mind for me is I hate gun comparison. And I think one of the bigger recent offenders for me was uh, Borderlands 2. Okay. Like when you get a new gun and it has a million stats and there's no 
way to like immediately identify if it's better than your current oh, gun. Like like indicators say plus three, minus two. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go back and forth between like that ah. gun and your current gun. It's even worse if the game doesn't include like the pop-up comparison menu. Yeah. Some people are catching on and doing that, but for some reason that's still not a genre standard Very because I play a lot of games that don't do that. Yeah. And it's incredibly frustrating when there are just so many fucking weapons or when they all have such similar names that you can't remember like what their essential stats were. Right. It's like I had that problem with Mass Effect, the first Mass Effect game too, was every time I picked up a gun, I would have to carefully inspect it and be like, is this one better than the one that I have? Yes, no. Like, right. That's just incredibly tedious for me. Inventory management is shit in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, second one is, uh, oh, kind of related to Jared's. Actually, pretty much exactly one of Jared's. So fuck you for going first. Um, I specifically said grinding on Victory Road in Pokemon. Because yep. like for every single Pokemon game, and they still haven't adjusted this, when you finish the last gym, your Pokemon are generally around like level 40 to 45. Yeah. Depending upon like how well you planned for that previous gym. Right. But when you go to the Elite Four, uh, you need like fucking level 55 Pokemon. So you basically have to gain 15 levels just within Victory Road. You get so tired of seeing like the same three fucking Pokemon that populate Victory Road. So that was my number two. And um, my number three is this was the most fucking tedious thing. I was so pissed off at this. Um, Played Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Pretty much like all of last spring and all of last summer. And... um. The quests are awful. Like a good 99% of the quests are fucking terrible. What are they? Like fetch quests and stuff? They are fetch quests, like purely dialogue based a lot Uh, of the time. So you don't even kill enemies. They'll just give you something, give you like three pages of dialogue to read, like utterly uninteresting dialogue. And I guess it's supposed to like flesh out the world or whatever, but I didn't give a shit about their stupid little politics or anything. (laughs) And they would just be like, take this letter to so-and-so. And the thing with that game is that you can't instantly like teleport between villages or anything like that. You can uh-huh. teleport to regions, but that's it. So if you have like 30 fetch quests between two villages in one region, you're just running back and forth for literally hours. Right. So I did a lot of that. I actually just started skipping through dialogue, just like slamming the enter button to get through it. And then I would put my character on auto run and like watch Netflix or something while she ran up the fucking continent to get to where she had to go. And then I would like look up to make sure she wasn't like hitting a tree or a rock or something every so often, you know? Yeah. So fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I remember my good one now. What is it? Uh, Dragon Quest six and seven class grinding. Uh, I, I fucking I love to do it, but it's the most tedious fucking shit in the world. Like you spend like forty hours trying to grind for classes and just ignore all all other gameplay. Yeah, it's like fucking crack. <laughs> <laughs> like I just need to get my I just uh, I gotta finish my warrior class so I can get my fucking battle master class. <laughs> Come on, yeah, that, that that was that was my big one. Um, for me, uh, one thing that comes to mind are the puzzles in Golden Sun. Yeah. It's what made me stop playing the game. I don't even, I like puzzles in games. I would have picked that one too. I always had to use a fact. Because I didn't want to deal with them. They were just fucking annoying as shit. There was a lot of backtracking, wasn't there? 
I can't remember if there was backtracking. I just remember like every fucking new place you went, there were 10 puzzles and they were the same, just boring ass types of puzzles where you move shit and blah, blah, blah. It just was they so. They used puzzles in lieu of good gameplay and yeah. story. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I've, I've ranted about how much I really ended up disliking Golden Sun a lot before, but yeah, so that's the old uh, Game Boy Advanced RPG people seem to love. Um, now, Diablo 2 played that a lot, obviously did a shit ton of grinding. But I remember the grinding I didn't like was cow level grinding. For whatever reason, going to the cow level and grinding, I just never enjoyed it. You just have like waking nightmares about it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't PTSD know. flashbacks. It was lame. Specifically for the cow level. Yeah, just kind of I'm talking about Diablo. Diablo 2 is just like this sweet fucking dark game, and like you have to go level in this lame little Easter egg area. Yeah, I mean I can appreciate it, but I just did, I appreciate the humor, but I just didn't care for it. So yeah. Um Third, I'm just going to say this, even though it's very specific to me, and it's also Pokemon related. Talked about this on the podcast before. I was a tester at Nintendo for a few months. Yeah. <laughs> fucking played Pokemon Black for three months straight, nine hours a day or eight hours a day, every day. And like I've said before, it got to the point where I'd beaten it so many times. I'd done everything so many times. I just would sit there and in the little... um thing where you can draw your name for other people to see your signature or whatever. Yeah. I just fucking doodle on the 3DS for like an hour or two at a time because I was that fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> so They're like reviewing your data. They're just like, there was a large gap of time where his character didn't move at all. No, that, that's the thing is that it was, it already been released in Japan. The translation was pretty much solid. They just wanted hours of playtime in the game from like, and there was like 50 people playing it. And so it wasn't even, it was just kind of like they're checking a box. The game was fine. Did you ever find a single bug while you were there? No. <laughs> I did not find a single bug. Oh, man. That would be really boring. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> not even like the slightest glitch in the no. <laughs> translated text. Nothing. Did I mention that I had a friend that tested a Pokemon game too? Really? Yeah, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before. He got to test the multiplayer, so it was actually a lot more fun for him because they got to like pretty much like preload their game with any Pokemon they wanted and they got to yeah. pick it because they were doing balanced testing. Okay. So they were trying to figure out like which Pokemon would be most competitive when the game actually released. Like were they too OP? Stuff like that. Yeah. That would be significantly more fun than what you were doing. <laughs> there, um, I mean, we did multiplayer too with like all the testers like we'd play multiplayer and stuff um, which is kind of cool but same time when you've done it for eight hours a day for three months it's still bullshit. Um, but Remember, you told me a, you, know, you found out this hilarious like secret loophole thing where you could like get this ridiculously powerful like Persian and you were like dominating people with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes down to who attacks first most of the time, and if, with all these weird little strategies people do, I came to find out. So, yeah. and Persians. Anyway, that's our top three. We're doing what you've been playing? Nah, we'll do that next week. I just want to go right into our worst thing. This week. Forgot we had a worse thing this week. Yeah. We're talking about Donald Trump earlier. Funny, I feel very low energy tonight. <laughs> you should have gotten a rock star. <laughs> I, I just had so much coffee. Oh, God. Energy drinks are for fucking just inhuman monsters. This is pretty disgusting. Like, I feel like a fucking hummingbird, like, with how much sugar is in this. It's yeah. just like straight up sugar, water, and caffeine. Um, my wife does not drink coffee or tea or anything like that. 
So her source of caffeine is Red Bull. So she drinks one Red Bull every day to get her caffeine. Every day? Yeah. Damn. I mean, just one Red Bull. Yeah. But it's just like, that would be expensive. And that, like, oh man, that would fuck your teeth, wouldn't it? I mean, she brushes her teeth and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, no, it is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can test that personally. Well, granted, I mean, I tend to spend like 30, maybe 40 bucks at Starbucks every month. Not because I love Starbucks, because I just need the caffeine sometimes. And yeah. It's, she, you know, it's close. Um, so uh, 24 pack of Red Bull is like 36 bucks. So yeah. I feel like such a messed up little addict with like how difficult it is for me to not drink caffeine. I really should wean myself off this summer or something. Caffeine really, as long as you don't, you don't, you know, get hooked on it. It's actually not bad for you. But it's fine. It's actually kind of nice mm-hmm. if you have something that you know can give you that boost when you need it. But yeah, no, when you start like needing it to function, that's when, yeah. I'm should. at the needing it to function phase because like today I didn't drink any caffeine. I'm like, oh, fine. I'll just be sleepy today. But around 5 p.m. I was like unable to process things like yeah. i'm just like i'm so fucking tired i don't give a shit about <laughs> any of this so okay oh we're doing our worst thing weren't we we are doing our worst thing <laughs> okay um so i just put this article out there because i didn't want to taint it with what my thoughts were on it i want to hear your guys's thoughts um maxis has done away with gender boundaries in the latest sims 4 update Meaning that female characters can now have male voices, male characters can now wear female clothes and hairstyles and vice versa, blah, 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 blah. Um, And people are very happy about this update. So, why is this the worst thing? Well, uh, before I get to that, what are your thoughts on this, Alex? K. Don't care. (laughs) I mean, like, it's, it's nice to have a wider range for character design in any capacity. Yeah. So it's like, oh, cool. I will have a wider wardrobe to choose from. I probably won't like pick a male voice, but hey, look at all this denim that my character can suddenly wear kind of thing, right? But (laughs) that's about as much as I feel about that. Jared? Uh, Yeah, I'm with Alex too, but I guess also uh, it's going to be a lot of pandering sort of, and we're going to have to hear about for a long time. Here is why I put this in worst (laughs) thing. Not because of this. I don't have. I don't have any problem with this at all. I think you know. Like, and there are people commenting the article saying, "Hey, you know, some of these, you know, female hairstyles actually look way better on the male characters." Yeah, or vice I can versa, see that. You know, so like pixie cuts and things like that yeah. look fucking cool. So I don't have a problem with this at all. However, um, lately there's been more and more chatter about games where you select your character's gender, RPGs, stuff like that, and more and more people are kind of saying, well, why do I have to select a gender? Why, why do you got to make me pick male or female? <laughs> and so it's going to become, I just feel like the way things go, there's going to come a point where it's one of those things where if you don't have an option for neutral gender or whatever, or if you have a binary choice, male, female for your gender, you're going to get flack from people. Now, a problem with it, I have a problem with what I perceive as the inevitable wave of um, people trying to bully developers into doing things a certain way. Um, like hold up uh, the Sims now as a grand example of how you should do things. If a developer wants to do it, great, more power to them. Um, and it, especially with the Sims, it totally fits with the Sims. I'm just, I've seen more and more lately this growing chatter of, well, you know, I, I shouldn't have to pick a male or female <laughs> character. I should be able to do what, you know, this, this or that. So I just know 
I guarantee you, um, year two from now, more and more developers are going to be getting pressured to make sure that either you can't even pick a binary gender or you have to have a third option or this, this or that. So the biggest issue that I see coming from this is that like for a lot of games, like that whole like non-gender binary will be really inhibitive for developers, like where you only have access to like a limited number of character models. Like the first thing that comes to mind for me is Mass Effect yeah, or something like that, where it's clear that like your character model is kind of limited by a like limited number of voice actors yep. or like a limited number of designs and you can't radically alter everything about your character like on a spectrum. So it's going to be a burden for developers who try to shoot for that. That's what I mean. And I thought about Mass Effect 2 because what, you know, basically what I'm saying is that there's going to come a point where if there's not an option to have a neutral gender, you know, shepherd or something, um, who maybe they look like female, but they have a male voice and refer to themselves as male, or they look, you know, any whatever the combination <laughs> is. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with that ex- with that happening. I'm just saying that I feel like there's going to become pressure to make sure that's the standard. And number one, like you said, it creates a lot more work and went off for developers. When really, like I said, I don't have any specific things to point to where developers are pressured in doing this yet. I just see rising chatter. Yeah, I see it on the horizon. I see it on the horizon. It's a bad omen. <laughs> right, and so I just am worried. I, I don't like the idea of developers or artists in general, mo- people who write movies, anything, music, I don't like them being pressured into having to fit to some sort of you know, PC standard. standard. Yeah, exactly. So, and these people are probably not even playing the games in the first place anyway. They just like to... No, it's one of those things where, yeah... The, enforce the, their will upon the world. You know, people say, like, <laughs> when they... they see a game developer they don't like or this or that or a movie writer they don't like well i'm not gonna go see this movie or i'm not gonna go buy this game it's like you weren't gonna go do it in the first place you just you just <laughs> want to complain and you know so again i think it's great sims you can be a male female blah 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 blah. as long as but, i can still play as a male that's <laughs> fine <laughs> with me. no right exactly again so <laughs> i'm sorry i, I mean it's there's like, nothing wrong with more options there's no such thing as a person being like a genderless blob i don't think that's like genetically possible <laughs> Being a genderless blob. Yeah, and if you do, <laughs> if you are a genderless blob, you probably have something wrong with your DNA, <laughs> and you might want to go see a doctor. <laughs> Especially the blob part. That <laughs> should real. definitely be like some bones in there. Yeah, some... yeah. It's worst thing because I see it coming. You're no. foreseeing mm-hmm. the, the coming dystopia where we all live in these little tiny apartments, wearing all matching like gray jumpsuits with numbers on them. And we're all bald, and women <laughs> women have to like. Like wrap their chest so no one can see their boobs, and guys have to like cut off their dicks, and like it's just gonna be like. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, Jared. Or it'll be just, the exact opposite, where everything is so progressive masses. that everyone is constantly naked. Yeah, but the, the thing progressives don't realize is my version of events is probably what's gonna end up happening more than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well. You don't. Oh, sorry. You know what it makes me think of. What? Just like the push for homosexual relationships in video games. Yes, yes. People will be like, there's no fucking gay people in this game. And it's like, because there's literally one relationship in this game. Right. So it's statistically like inclined to be heterosexual. And like, that's just the way the characters are written. I'm I'm very glad you brought that up because I I didn't think of that connection while I was just talking about this. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's the same thing happened with that where... Um, there's no problem with having homosexual relationships in games, but if a game doesn't have one, um, people tend to now like get pissy about it. 
I think that it like depends on the game. Like if you have a real life simulator, basically like a like Sims, then you should definitely have like homosexuality permitted. Or like right. people got pissed off because uh, Tomodachi Life didn't have homosexuality, and I can see that. But I don't see that working in like RPG. Like I don't see a good argument for it in like an RPG or something like that. You know, like in a game where it's very story driven and the characters and like the dialogue is very carefully designed. Right. Like, I don't think that if you only have five characters, one of them has to be homosexual. Absolutely. And really it comes down to like the Burger King commercial thing where, you know, they include the, the kid in the wheelchair, the black kid, the Asian kid, the, you know, the white kid. Hey, I love those Burger King, uh, that crew. This is typical. You have to have the cliche. I forget to, what they were called. You have to cover all your bases. You have to have all these different things in there to but make they sure. They were like superheroes. Remember that? I do. Yeah. It makes you think of Glee. <laughs> what? Glee. Yeah, Glee. It's oh, a wheelchair kid or, or, who apparently looked like me because everyone kept telling me, oh, you look like the wheelchair guy in Glee. Oh my gosh, you do kind of look like the wheelchair guy in Glee. <laughs> It's better than McLovin. People people have called you McLovin before. Really? I, I don't really drinks before thinking I'm McLovin. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I'm not McLovin. He's my little brother. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and the name is uh, Jared Mintzplast. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't like the idea of artists in general being told, oh, well, you better make this character, this race or this gender, this, you know, this, this and that, this religion just to make sure we have a complete diversity of blah, 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 blah. So I think I think that- it's fine if they just leave it at like, or I'm not. Well, actually, I don't even like the or I'm not going to buy your game thing because it sounds like a stupid, weak little threat. It like is a threat. It just like comes out of your mouth and then just like flops on the ground lifeless. It's just so lame. Yeah. It's just like if you really won't buy a game because of like lack of like homosexual characters or like racial representation. Yeah. Maybe make like a polite, like perfectly polite comment just to let the developers know somewhere, maybe like customer feedback or something and then just don't buy it, but don't like shit on it. Right. Vocally on all over Reddit or something like that. Why do you have to play a character who is just like you to enjoy a game too? as a thing like, you know, uh, there's plenty of games that have had lead characters that, you know, I have nothing in common with where they're, you know, Tomb Raider, friggin' Laura Croft, what the, you know, yeah. you know uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you know, a gang member in LA, like, you know, just, just <laughs> there's no, you don't have to like identify with a character to be able to enjoy a game or, you know, so anyway, I think it kind of said my piece. Anything else on that topic from you guys? No. I have my genderless blob comment. I have my uh, 1984 sort of everyone looking the same and, you know, following the man sort of comment. Yeah. So I'm good. I think I'm good too. Yeah. Like the only other thing I can think of is like, so Overwatch is out now and like the full character casts like upon releases out. Okay. Like a year ago, we were talking about the game when it was still in like early, early development because we pulled up an article where people were complaining about how it wasn't representing different female body types. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yep. So people were giving them a ton of shit because they weren't representing like a full range of females because every chick was like long legs, super tiny waist, like super huge ass and super huge tits. Every single one, right? Right. And in response, they put out a character who was like this huge beefy chick that had like no boobs and like bright pink, like short cut hair and yeah. stuff like that. And they're like, this is what you guys wanted. Right. And everyone's like, <laughs> well, the full character cast is out now. And 
there are like there are all of like two female characters that don't have like the stereotypically like quote unquote like perfect body type yeah. in the cast now. So people are pretty pleased as punch about that, but they're still bitching for more. I've never and I know it's different from a female perspective, but I've never had a problem with like, you know, the male characters in a game being ripped. <laughs> or, you know <laughs> Yeah, no. Like me either. It's just like from what I see of the arguments, it's that there's no range. Because right. like when you look at the char- like the male cast for Overwatch, there are guys that are like nine feet tall. There are guys that are three feet tall. There are fat guys, skinny guys, muscular yeah. guys, scrawny guys. But when you look at the cast for the females, it's all like the 10 out of 10 chicks. And then the two like clearly token alternative body types that they've included. Why you got to sign gender rules to somebody based on their appearance? Alex. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> for all I know, Zarya could have like a massive. Why, why couldn't some of those male characters never... actually be female? Huh? You know what? I never even thought of that. Right. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the audience for Overwatch? Uh, Percentage wise, male to female. From like, what I've just from what I've seen, yeah. this is like purely anecdotal. It's like for every three guys, there's one girl. Right. So it's actually like a little bit more balanced than most shooters are yeah. because of like how progressive it's attempting to be in its character designs and its writing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You're making a game for a bunch of guys to play, having most <laughs> of the girls be, you know, Mostly attractive. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's not a very surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, point out to me a uh, one of those stupid animes where the girls all fantasize with the guys like doing each other, like the homoerotic undertones were as a bunch of ugly guys. Show, show me that. <laughs> show me that show. <laughs> right? No, they're always like weird, alieny looking bodies. Like if you actually watch those shows, they're always like super skinny and smooth, and they just mm-hmm. like weird Ken dolls. Right. So show me a show yeah. where there's a full range of body types represented. For, for men, you know, and then I'll talk. So <laughs> um, like pandered towards women that has the full range of body types. Right, right? exactly. That's what I'm saying is that, yeah. I is mean, that when you're pandering, you're pandering like. Yeah. So I don't, I don't watch anime, guys. That's that's for people who don't go to prom and cry about it. Make the bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that for future. By the way, I, 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 I lied. I do like anime. <laughs> I was lying. Make the bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom night. Yeah, did you cry on prom night? Uh, I don't think I went to prom. Well, I went to my senior prom. Yeah, I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I went to prom two years? Did I go twice? Yeah, I went twice. And I don't know. It was never like with like a serious girlfriend or anything. It was just, you know, with like a friend or a girl yeah. I was somewhat interested in who probably didn't reciprocate but wanted to go to prom so <laughs> i just remember being like wildly disappointed because i was incredibly addicted to wow at the time like <laughs> this was in like the heat of my warcraft years yeah so i'm like fucking slow dancing at prom i'm like this is the weakest shit i've ever been to i should be at home right now <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> wow. it's, it's sad but it's awesome <laughs> Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! I feel like we've gotten more mileage out of that one clip than any other. Oh, it's, hold thank on, hold goodness. On. It doesn't make a okay, bit of yeah. difference, yeah. guys. That's what clip. The balls are in I nerd. do love the nerd clip, though. Yeah, that's a good clip. That's a good clip. Okay, guys. All right. We have to end this low-energy podcast. Let's do it. Thank you for listening. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, all the usual podcast places. Visit GamersMustDie.com for more. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.